Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church, located in Newberry, Florida, where Rocky McKinley is our lead pastor. Thanks for tuning in. Here's today's message. Everybody in this room has a life full of stories. You have stories of the people that you have met, the places where you have been. And these stories that you have, they make up the fabric of your life. They really tell who you are. For some of you, you have stories from your childhood that they remind you of the innocence of life. Yet other people in the room, they have stories from their childhood that took away that innocence. There's stories of your adolescent years that you would rather forget. Some of those are embarrassing moments. For others, you have stories from your college years that you never want your children to know about, ever. You have hunting stories, fishing stories, shopping stories. You have vacation stories, golf stories. You have stories of triumph and you have stories of tragedy. But one of the most interesting parts of being a Christian is that God invites us to play a role in his story. His story. His story. He invites us to play a role in history. First of all, we must recognize that we are not the stars of the story. As much as you would like for the world to revolve around you, the star of the story is Jesus himself. Amen? The star of Bethlehem is still the star of history, still the star of his story. But out of goodness and out of grace, he allows us to tell his story through our lives. And this is one of the most humbling realizations when you come to the the knowledge that God chose you to tell his story. And for some of you, that just hits you like a ton of bricks because you've never thought about that with your life. You've never once thought that God chose you to help tell his story to humanity. The Native Americans have an old proverb that says, it takes a thousand voices to tell a single story. Maybe, maybe not. But the truth is that God chooses to use us to tell his story to humanity. But I don't know why. I scratch my head trying to figure this out because we are so unpredictable. I mean, let's be honest. For some of us in the room, today we're on a spiritual high and we feel good about, you know, where our lives are at. And so we're fine with telling people about Jesus, man. We're fine with exemplifying his life through our lives because things are good right now. But man, we are so unpredictable because you let the rug be pulled out from underneath us and all of a sudden the story changes with our lives. Jeremiah 17 and 9, the prophet tells us, he says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? And man, that's the way I feel sometimes in my own life, is that I just know that I cannot trust my heart. My heart is deceitful. I can't trust my emotions sometimes. But nevertheless, God chooses to use us to tell his story, even though we are emotional beings. It seems like we would be the worst witness for his kingdom. But yet he still invites us to tell his story. But how many of you know there are two sides to every story? You know that, right? There are two sides to every story. Today, right after the second service, the staff and I will go over to the Blend Coffee Shop 
and we will host the Discover Destiny Luncheon. If you've never been through the Discover Destiny Luncheon, or if you've never been through Discover Destiny, the way it starts the first week today, being one of those days, is that the staff and I, we have lunch with the people who either want to know more about our church, or maybe they're interested in becoming a member of our church. And so we have staff with our lunch with them, the staff and I have lunch with them because we want them to get to know us a little bit better. And so in that environment, it seems to work for us. And we usually end the lunch with, with the staff members sitting on the stage answering some impromptu questions that we bounce off of each other. It's totally unscripted. And because it is unscripted, at times it can be quite entertaining. For some of you that have been through the Discover Destiny Luncheon, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you never know exactly where it's going to go. Obviously, we have certain questions that always come up. But it's not always the case. And sometimes we can get a little off track and it becomes very entertaining. And one of the questions that almost always surfaces is, how did you meet your spouse? And so we go down the line and we talk about how we met our spouse. And uh, it's, it's always interesting um, because the stories are just so widespread. I mean, you, you've got Jake and Alexis that they met at, you know, at youth camp. And um, that's where they fell in love at youth camp. And so it's a, it's a great story. And they agree on that. You know, that's, that's their story. There's one side to that story because it's both of their sides. You get to Andrew and Deanna, and it's an interesting story when you realize that Andrew could not stand Deanna when he first met her. <laughs> and she agrees with that. And she's like, no, he hated my guts. I know he didn't like me. Yeah. But then you get to, to Mandy and, and myself and it becomes a little bit more complex because we kind of alternate who tells the story of how we met. And somewhere in that story of how we met comes up the moment that I am at her parents' house where she was living at the time. And her mom and dad had gone to bed. Her little brother had gone to bed. And if I'm telling the story, I, I tell it like this, that Mandy kisses me even though I was dating somebody else at the time. Can you believe that? Out of your pastor's wife. <laughs> Knowing that I'm dating somebody else, she kisses me. Now, if Mandy tells the story, she tells it a little bit differently, but since she doesn't have the microphone today, I'm not letting her tell her side of the story. If Mandy tells the story, she lies. Lies, I tell you, lies. <laughs> there are always two sides to every story. But only one side of the story is true. In Proverbs 18 and 17, I love the way that the Living Bible translates this because it, it is just perfect for today. It, it, it says, any story sounds true until someone tells the other side and sets the record straight. Any story sounds true until someone tells the other side and sets the record straight. And when it comes to your life and your story, no matter how bad it seems, Jesus Christ came to set the record straight. Amen? That there's hope for you. You may have walked into this room today thinking, man, there is no hope for my life. There is absolutely no direction for me to go that seems beneficial for me. But we know that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. That even though it seems desperate right now, that there's still hope on the horizon for us. 
Because our circumstances don't define us. What we survive and the one that brings us through it defines us. Amen? And that's what we have to hold on to. But we've got this bad habit of wanting to tell the wrong side of the story. I'll never forget that moment when this one young lady walked into my office and told me how awful life had been as a child growing up. I'll never forget the details that I will not go into today, but the details that she told me, stories of abuse and broken trust. And I sat there in disbelief as she told me her story. And like many of you, her family growing up was a mess. And she sat there crying in my office, and I could not help but just smile. And I know that it seemed odd. And finally, I got up the courage to tell her that what you see is tragic, but what I see is triumphant. Sure, your life has been a mess, but it is a beautiful mess. That after all that she had been through, it was only by the grace of God that, that she was to believe that, that, that there was even a Savior that loved her, that there was a God that loved her. It was only by the grace of God that she was able to tell her children that God loves you and that he has plans for you. Your life will tell one of two stories. And if you keep telling the same defeated story, you will keep living the same defeated life. And my goal with this series is I want some of you to turn your life around because you are going to realize that there is more to your story than the present now that you're living in. You can choose to let your life tell the story of his love even in the face of adversity. And today, I want you to hear the story of someone who had every reason to tell a different side of her story. December of 2006, I got sick. Um, I thought it was the flu. I just felt miserable, didn't want to do anything, didn't want to eat or drink or get out of bed. Uh, so I spent a couple of days in bed and finally my husband Donald decided we needed to go see the doctor. So he brought me into the doctor's office on a Monday morning. Um, by the time I got to the doctor's office, I could no longer stand on my own. He had to hold me up and uh, get a wheelchair for me to wheel into the doctor's office so he can examine me and he did his examination and he told me he said I think you still have the flu he said but you've had it for a few days you haven't really been drinking I think you're really dehydrated go over to the emergency room you know get an IV get some fluids in you and and you'll start feeling better well we got over to the emergency room and God's timing is perfect because um, if I was anywhere but the emergency room at that time, I probably would not be here right now. Um, I went in there thinking that I would be there for a few hours, and I went home three and a half months later. For days, the doctors didn't know what it was. They just knew I had some kind of infection, and it was just wrecking havoc. Um, they finally determined a few days in that it was a systemic strep infection that I had. Um, they said that I was septic. Um, my organs were shutting down. Um, things were not working properly. So 
that first week they were basically just trying to get me through each minute, each hour um, to the next one until they could figure out what they could do about it. There were three separate times that uh, the doctors told my husband Donald she's got about a 10% chance of making it through the night. Um, nurses would come back on shift and would tell my family, I'm happy to see that Jen is still here, you know, because they went home not knowing what I was going to do. But the doctors told told Donald, you know, if you want your son to see her um, again, you may bring her in. And um, that, that breaks my heart because Logan, Logan was three at the time. And, and you know, he didn't understand what was going on. At my lowest point, um, everyone was waiting for me to die. I was waiting to die. And I just remember Jesus holding me in his arms and I felt such peace and joy. I was like, yay, I get to see heaven. This is so exciting. There were actually gates behind him and I, I knew those were the gates of heaven. And uh, he was holding me in his arms and he told me, not yet, it's not your time just yet. And he gently laid me down and walked inside and closed the gates and I was devastated. But I also think that was a turning point for me. That um, instead of waiting to die, I realized that he wasn't done with me yet here. And, and then I needed to start to fight to live. And I think that was a point where I actually turned my mental thought around to, to actually trying to survive and getting through this, getting back to my family. Through this whole process, my husband got saved. So, so I would do it all over again, just for that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't agree with me. He'd rather not have to go through that again, I'm sure of it. But if there was anything good that came out of that, then that was it. Definitely. When you're laying in a bed and doing nothing, pneumonia settles in. I'm, I probably had pneumonia three times, at least. Um, I also got um, scarlet fever, which I didn't know was even around anymore. Um, at one point, my fever went to 108 degrees and stayed there for three hours. Um, everyone was very concerned, even the doctors and nurses, that I'd have my mental faculties if and when I came out of it. I lost the use of my hands. Um, I couldn't, couldn't move my fingers, couldn't hold anything. My feet started to look like they had frostbite. Uh, my toes turned black, they swelled up, my heels got purple, and they were very concerned about them returning. Thank God I, I did get full use of my hands again and there were no issues there. Um, but my feet were not as lucky. Um, I wound up while I was in the hospital having to get um, partial amputations of my toes on both of my feet and they debreeded my heel where the wound was. There was a wound on each heel and they debreeded it. The wound on my right heel just wasn't healing as well as the other one did. My left foot did pretty good, my right one did not. Um, it was a struggle for a long time just trying to see you know if it would heal up and, and if it would get better uh, there was a vascular surgeon there that uh, my family nicknamed Dr. Doom and Gloom because he came in and he took one look at it and said we're gonna have to take the leg and they're like no you know
know, let's see what else we can do. Let's see, you know, other doctors may think otherwise. There was uh, some doctors in there basically doing an ultrasound on my leg to see about clots and, and if there's blood flow and, and if it's viable leg and viable tissue. And they weren't hearing any kind of heartbeat through the equipment. There was nothing. It was like it, there wasn't any circulation going on there. And um, my father and a pastor were in there at the time. And while they were doing this test, they started praying for a blood flow and, and a heartbeat and things like that. Absolutely nothing. Dr. Dumingloom was in there watching the whole procedure, and it's basically what he was thinking that it, there's nothing there. We're going to have to take the leg. They're praying and praying and praying, and all of a sudden, as loud as as if it was never gone, is a heartbeat coming through this monitor. And um, the doctor, they told me he left the room saying, wow, wow, that's amazing. I don't believe it, but I know what happened. And uh, it was because of their prayers that it got answered then. And um, anybody who knows me knows that, well, I have a prosthetic on my right leg. So yes, eventually they did have to take the leg, but the answer to that prayer gave me that decision. Um, I did deal with, with depression over my situation, um, and because of all the pain from the surgeries that I went through, um, I also started um, a five-year dependence on painkillers. Well, as I was healing and going through this process of getting off of the medication and this and that, I turned up pregnant. I was very surprised, as were all of us. Um, and I do believe, looking back on this now, this was God's way of making, making me break this addiction that I had to this medicine. Because at that point, I was done with everything. Cold turkey. It was not fun. I was miserable for two weeks, but I was done. Unfortunately, um, a little less than three months into the pregnancy, I did have a miscarriage and lost the baby, and that was pretty devastating too. But then looking back on it, I think, you know, this was God pushing me to do something that he knew I needed to do. Um, three months later, I got pregnant again, thinking, you know, we never have any other kid. And uh, nine months after that, Gabrielle was born. So everyone calls her our little miracle baby. I've always looked up to my sister-in-law, Renee. She grew up as a non-Christian and became a Christian later in life. And uh, she's always had the uncanny ability to talk to perfect strangers about God and about her faith. And I've never ever felt comfortable doing that even though I grew up in the church and grew up with faith. But basically she said, you know, what do you have to be envious about my ability to witness to go up and talk to people? She said, you just witnessed to the hospital staff, to other families that were in the hospital at the time. Um, to whoever is gonna hear your story afterwards. You've witnessed to them without ever saying a word. Jennifer, would you stand? Thank you for sharing your story and thank you to her family for allowing us to share her story with everyone here today because it's, it's inspiring. Because even though we know what the outcome is, we know where she's at in life right now, 
she still has a choice of which story she wants to tell. And if you noticed, all through that video, she kept pointing it back to Christ, the star of the story. She kept pointing back to Jesus. When we make Jesus the star of the story, it puts everything back in alignment in our lives. It, it may take a while. You may have to preach Jesus and through your life keep telling his story and what he's doing in your life over and over and over again. You may not even believe it at, at, at times, but you have to tell the story of Jesus Christ through your life and what he is doing in your life. New Testament in the book of John, there's a moment when there's a blind man that's brought before Jesus and the disciples ask him, they say, Christ, he has been blind since birth. Whose fault is this? Is this because of the sin of his parents or his sin? And Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, it's not because of his parents' sin. It's not because of his sin. And he says something that makes us so uncomfortable. He basically says, this guy has been blind from birth so that the glory of God can be revealed through him. Really? That's, that's the explanation? That he has had to endure all of this hardship and he's had to go through all of this stuff in his life so that at that moment the glory of God can be revealed through him? And Jesus becomes the star of the story. It wasn't about that man. It's not about Jennifer. It's about Jesus. And when you keep the focus on him, and you realize that your sole purpose in being here on this planet is to tell his story. He's invited us in to be the storyteller. He's invited us in to keep announcing his, his, his grace and his love and his, his goodness to humanity. That your life and what you go through has absolutely nothing to do with you. But it's so that the glory of God can be revealed. There are two sides to every story. Which story are you telling? Which story are you telling with your life? Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. We would love to meet you in person. For service times and directions, Log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org or call the church office at 352-472-3284. Thanks again for listening. Destiny Community Church, for life's journey.